Scully Oil Company presents Captain Midnight. Captain Midnight, brought to you three times each week by the Skelly Oil Company, Skelly Joppers and Dealers. The Skelly Oil Company, you know, was the originator of tailor-made gasoline. Gasoline that's weather right for your car. And now, here's a question. How's your family car starting these cold February days? Does it sound like this when Dad tries to start it in the morning? If your car sounds like that, you've been having real starting trouble. Now, here's a suggestion that may end that starting trouble for you quick as a flash. Maybe all you need to start quickly is Skelly tailor-made gasoline. You see, Skelly gasoline is tailor-made to fit your weather. And when cold weather comes, Skelly makes it faster starting to fit that cold weather. So, if you've been having trouble with slow-starting gasoline... Try a gasoline that's weather right. Try Skelly's famous tailor-made gasoline and see if your family car doesn't give you quick starts whatever the weather is. Now, you fellas and girls, tell Dad about Skelly tailor-made gasoline. Tell him it's changed at every Skelly tailor-making point to fit the weather. He'll know how important that is for fast starting and speedy pickup on cold days. And he'll be glad you told him. The Scully man who sends you Captain Midnight's adventures will appreciate your telling him, too. And now to Captain Midnight. The last time you remember, Chuck Ramsey and his young friend, Frank Crane, accidentally walked into Ivan Shark's disguised plane, hiding in an out-of-the-way field. Not an out-of-the-way field. Not knowing that Shark was hiding inside. Shark then took off with both Chuck and Frank. Hours later... Captain Midnight landed at the Ridgeville Airport and was told of Chuck's disappearance. In our scene today, Captain Midnight and Steve Donovan are in the office of Mr. Maxwell, manager of the visiting plane hangar, discussing plans for tracing Chuck. Let's listen as Steve asks. This search may take days, Captain Midnight. What are we going to do with Ma and Pat and the others in the meantime? Well, we'll get hotel accommodations for Mrs. Donovan and Patsy. Pinky Drake and Slim Poole and young Pablo can stay out here at the field. Well, sure. They can book in the pilot's room. How many planes do you think we can get started in the morning, Steve? Well, Southwest Airlines are asking all the relief pilots to take part in the search. Oh, that's fine. And all of the commercial pilots around the field are going to join them, too. Well, what about the Army? Major Steele's taking care of that. He hopes to get a couple of squadrons assigned to the search. Well, the whole thing sure got me buffaloed. I can't understand Chuck's doing a thing like this. He usually lets someone know where he's going. Well, true enough. That's what makes me certain that something very unusual has happened to him. Well, as far as we can tell, he must have taken his kid he met in the lunchroom up for a ride. Yes. I think Chuck took this kid up for a short hop around the field. Then, after he got in the air, something happened which caused him to fly farther away. Well, it must have been something that Chuck saw, either in the air or on the ground. I don't think it could have been anything on the ground. Because if it was, he'd still be near the airport here. Then maybe, maybe it was a plane. Another plane which he saw in the air. He might have followed it. Yes, maybe you've got something there. By George, do you suppose, do you suppose Ivan Chuck could be around here somewhere? Well, it's possible. Although I doubt it very much. Well, that would explain everything. If Chuck saw Ivan Chark's plane in the air, he naturally would follow it. And if he did, well, he might be hundreds of miles from here by now. Wait, wait just a second, Steve. If he saw Ivan Chark's plane in the air and started to follow it, he most certainly would radio a report to the field here. The chase continued. He'd be sending in messages every few minutes. Yeah, I guess you're right. 
Well, and that theory's out. Oh, no, wait, not definitely. Chuck's radio might have gone haywire. Oh, that's right. Maybe that's what's happened. Yes, sir. Hello, gentlemen. I'm sorry to keep you waiting. Oh, that's all right, Maxwell. Oh, uh, you know Steve Donovan here, don't you? Well, of course I do. We're old friends. Hello, Steve. Hi, Maxwell. I've known Maxwell for years. What did you find out, Maxwell? I've got 12 ships and pilots lined up in my own hangar. They'll be ready to take off at daybreak. Oh, that's great work. Chuck's had a forced landing anywhere around here. We'll find him by noon. I'll say we will. Between the boys from this hangar and Southwest Airlines, we ought to have about 18 ships in the air. Yes, and that doesn't count the Army planes. Well, boys, I don't see how we can miss. And another thing, the weather looks awfully good. Oh, pardon me a minute. Yes, of course. Maxwell talking. Who is it? Oh, why, yes, Hilton. Glad to hear from you. Captain Midnight? He's here in my office right now. Okay, we'll wait for you here. Hilton? Who's he? Oh, I don't think you know him, Steve, but probably Captain Midnight does. Hilton? Oh, what's his first name? First name's Fred. Fred Hilton? Well, of course I know him. Is he working around here now? Yes, he was assigned to some special border work recently. I understand Major Steele knows him, too. He should know him. Well, but what does his Hilton want to see Captain Midnight for? Well, you got me there. Said he had some very important news for Captain Midnight. Important news for me, huh? Well, I wonder what it could be. Well, we'll find out pretty soon. Where was he, Max, when he was talking to you? Well, he's over at the administration building. Should be here any second now. Oh, wait a minute. I think I hear someone outside the door now. Well, Fred Hilton, how are you? Glad to see you, Captain Midnight. How are you, Maxwell? Fine, Hilton, fine. Oh, uh, meet a friend of mine, Fred, Steve Donovan. He's pilot for Southwest. Oh, glad to know you, Donovan. Pleased to meet you, Hilton. Maxwell says you've got some news for me, Fred. You bet I have plenty. Good. Well, I guess I'd better start at the beginning. Jack Redding, well, you don't know him, Captain Midnight. He's a new man. Mm -hmm. Jack and I have been doing some special work along the border. Yeah, so Maxwell told me. There's been a lot of smuggling going on by plane. And we know the smugglers have been using isolated fields as refueling bases. Mm -hmm. Our instructions were to locate these fields and see if we could break up the gang that way. I understand. Uh, go ahead. I was landing at a field quite a ways west of here this morning to pick up Jack when I saw another ship in the air. Naturally, we are rather suspicious of any planes flying around in that desolate country. So I was tickled to death when the pilot landed. Just a minute. What kind of a plane was it? It was a blue-winged, four-passenger cabin job, a uh, uh, Moberly. Great, Scott, listen to that. What? Oh, that's the plane Chuck was flying. Uh, just a minute. Uh, what happened, Fred? Was Chuck Ramsey actually flying that plane? <laughs> he most certainly was. I asked to see his pilot's license, and he gave it to me. It had his picture and description on it, and his signature. Mm -hmm. Couldn't be any mistake. Well, we're getting somewhere. Was anyone with him? Yes, yes, there was. Young kid who said his name was uh, uh, Frank Crane. Oh, now we are getting somewhere. Everything begins to fit together. Uh, well, go on, tell us the rest. Frank Crane, eh? Now, how old a kid is he? About, uh, about Chuck's age, I'd say. Maybe a little bit younger. Well, what were they doing way out there? Naturally, I was suspicious about that. Young Ramsey said they were just out on a joy hop. And that didn't look reasonable to me because it's rather rough country. Rough country wouldn't stop Chuck. No, I, I don't think it would. But anyway, young Crane said he told Ramsey it was pretty country out this way, and it is. Although it isn't the kind of country I'd be taking a pleasure hop over. Oh, okay. Uh, what happened next? The moment I didn't think their story held together. And then something else happened which didn't look good at all. Well, come on, come on. Get to the point. Ramsey was flying an unlicensed plane. Uh-oh. I never thought about that. I did. And I told Chuck as soon as we got here to Ridgeville to report the matter to the Bureau of Air Commerce. Yes, yes. That's what young Ramsey said. He evidently tried to get the inspector here that evening, but the office was closed. But he did report the next morning. Uh -huh. I knew Chuck wouldn't fail to do that. Hmm. Of course, I didn't believe him, so I put them under arrest. What? Put, oh, put them under arrest? 
Well, if that isn't one for the book. <laughs> well, uh, tell me, how did Chuck take that? <laughs> he didn't like it very well, but he took it like a man. <laughs> well, come on. What happened next, Fred? Well, I questioned him further, and one thing led to another. Finally, your name slipped out. I'll bet that surprised you. <laughs> it sure did. Then he mentioned Connolly and Major Steele, and I... Well, then I knew he was on the level. Yes, he wouldn't know these things if he wasn't. Ramsey was anxious to get back here to the airport because he wanted to go out and see how Connolly was getting along, so I told him to go ahead and take off. I see, and that was the last you saw of him. That's right. Hmm. Then, Fred, you were the last one to see Chuck. Tell me, what time was it you had this conversation with him? Between 9.30 and 10 o'clock this morning. What time did he take off to come back here? Oh, I'd say, uh, I'd say it was about 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock. Where is this field, Fred? It's west of here, about 75 miles. Hmm. Well, then, Captain, all we've got to do is search the country between here and that field 75 miles away. Yes. Hmm. Huh. I wonder who's coming in now. Come in. Could I speak to the manager? Oh, I'm the manager, ma'am. What can I do for you? I- I'm looking for my boy. Your boy? Uh, who are you? My name's Crane, sir. Miss Lewis Crane. Mrs. Crane? What is your boy's first name, Mrs. Crane? His name's Frank, sir. And he should have been home long ago. Well, when did you see your boy last, Mrs. Crane? I saw Frank this morning when he left for the field. He's just crazy about flying, and he's been taking flying lessons. That is when we could spare the money. I understand, Mrs. Crane. And that was, you say, early this morning? Yes, it was early this morning. But I did see him later than that. Later than that? Well, tell us about it. He flew over the house about 8.30, and he dived down, and he waved at me. Hmm. Could you tell us the kind of a plane he was in? Well, all I know is it had blue wings. Blue wings. It all fits in. Young Crane said that he had flown over his home. After that, they started out west. Please, sir, what are you talking about? Do you know what's happened? What's happened to my Frank? Well, I'm afraid, Mrs. Crane, I can't tell you definitely about that yet. However, Oh, but I... please, you do know something. I can tell by the way you talk. You must have seen Frank, and you must have talked to him. Oh, please, please tell me what's happened to him. I beg of you, Mrs. Crane. Now, please compose yourself. There's no reason at all to suppose that any harm has happened to your boy. But but I I don't understand. You gentlemen know something about Frank. I know you must. Now, just one moment, Mrs. Crane, while I explain. Something's happened to Frank. I'm sure it has. Mrs. Crane, you mustn't go on like that. I assure you that, well, as far as we know, nothing has happened to your boy. You're sure... You're sure nothing has happened to him? I... I said, Mrs. Crane, as far as we know. But I don't understand just what has happened. Where's Frank gone and why hasn't he come back? Just a moment, please. Now, I'll try to explain everything to you. You see, your son met a young friend of mine. A boy by the name Chuck Ramsey. Now, I'm as fond of Chuck as you are of your boy. Well... Your boy, Frank, met Chuck this morning while they were having breakfast together at the airport lunchroom. All we know is that they got to talking about flying, and Chuck offered to take Frank for a ride. They flew north from the airport, dived down over your home, and your boy waved to him. Yes, yes, I was out in the yard. Then they flew west, and later, seeing a plane on a field about 75 miles from here, they landed. The plane they saw was flown by Mr. Hilton here, whom you heard mention Frank's name. You, you talked to him, didn't you, Mr. Hilton? Yes, yes, I did, Mrs. Crane. He was all right then. Then, after talking to Mr. Hilton, the two boys got into Chuck's plane and took off for the airport here. Well, they didn't arrive. Yes, uh, yes, uh, go on. But that's nothing to be alarmed about. Because they may have had a forced landing due to engine trouble and haven't been able to get to a telephone to report themselves. But I assure you, Mrs. Crane, we will find your boy and return him to Oh, thank you. 
We've got to find both him and Chuck Ramsey. But will finding young Frank Crane and Chuck Ramsey be as easy as all that? Little does Captain Midnight realize that there will be many days of anxiety and suspense before he even knows that Chuck is alive. Thrilling developments are ahead. Don't miss them. Tune in to Captain Midnight. See, uh, remember the sound of the slow-starting motor that we listened to at the beginning of the program? Remember how hard it was to get that cold motor started? Well, there's something important about that that I didn't tell you. Slow starts like this put an extra strain on your battery. Run it down far faster than necessary. And before long, you may be stalled on the road with a dead battery and have to pay for a service call and to have your battery charged. Why, maybe you'll even have to buy a new battery. So, if slow-starting gasoline is giving you starts like the one we heard, don't forget this. You'll save your battery if you change to a fast-starting gasoline. So try Skelly Tailor-Made Gasoline. It's weather right for your car to give you fast starts in spite of cold weather. Why don't you fellas and girls tell Dad this for me? Ask him to stop at your Skelly service station and ask for fast-starting Skelly Tailor-Made Gasoline. And say, just one more thing. Be sure to tune in our next program for a very important announcement that you'll be thrilled to hear. And tell all your friends to listen in, too, for sure. So don't forget to tune in again Wednesday, same time, same station, for further transcribed adventures of Captain Midnight. Brought to you every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday by the Skelly Oil Company, Skelly Jobbers, and Dealers. Until Wednesday, this is Don Gordon, your Skelly Man, saying goodbye and happy landing! <laughs>